Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're talking about how you know that you can build on your property. When you're looking to build, composition of the soil underneath the surface makes a massive difference in the cost of your project. On today's show, we're going underground, literally. You've done the site visit. The property looks clear. The grass has been mowed. There's a gentle slope to it. The tree line at the edge of the property is well manicured. Looks like a great place to build an apartment complex. But the truth is, you can't even begin to make that determination just from looking at the site. A short while later, the soil samples are taken and it's pretty clear the soil consisted of imported fill. In one location, the remnants of a demolition were found about two feet below the surface. Large chunks of concrete will need to be crushed into rubble and moved under the roadbed or removed completely. The geotechnical engineer says the imported fill will not support the weight of the building and therefore it needs to be removed and replaced with higher quality fill. Now you're facing double the transportation cost. Not only that, the foundation pads will need to be built in 12-inch lifts with a soil cement added to stabilize the soil every 12 inches. And if this is starting to sound expensive, well, you're right, it is. The additional cost is an estimated $750,000 beyond a foundation-ready site. In another case, we are building in the downtown core in Philadelphia. The existing foundations, built in the 1920s, were dug to a depth of about 6.5 feet. The new design for our four-story building called for digging a hole nearly 11 feet deep. That's to the base of the foundation footings. The concrete slab for the basement apartments would be 9 feet below grade. After digging the foundation hole, water started rising up from down below. We had pumps running continuously. We actually had to dig deeper, down to 15 feet, and keep a high-volume pump running from a sump pit for the entire duration of the construction. That building's been occupied since 2014. We've had two sump pumps running nearly continuously for seven years. That is, at least until they failed. There have been a few dry periods when the pumps didn't run, but if we had measured the groundwater during those periods, we would have concluded that there was not going to be a problem. And when the pumps failed, we actually had water damage in the basement apartments. In another project, we're planning for a residential subdivision. Most of the homes in the area don't have basements. The initial geotechnical survey suggests the land is fairly dry to about 10 feet below grade but that can vary throughout the year. So the geotechnical engineer placed an array of sensors across the property at different depths, and a series of periodic measurements will be taken to figure out if we have a high water table or not. When the water table is high, the properties of the soil are different, and the ability for the soil to support the weight of a building changes with the moisture content of the soil. So far, after a few measurements, we've seen the water table fluctuate throughout the season we can expect more information about the soil in the coming months. This kind of measurement sounds expensive and onerous, but it's actually cheap when you consider that you can spend anywhere from $7 to $14 per cubic yard of imported fill in large volume. These costs can mount quickly. Raising the grade even one foot on a 28-acre site could be as much as 1,100 truckloads. We're talking over half a million dollars in soil, and a one-foot change in grade is insignificant. The point is that your site development costs can mount quickly if you're not precise in your soil calculations. In some cases, you can find good quality soil on your property. It's much less expensive to move soil on the same site compared with bringing it in by truck. In one project, we found good quality soil about four feet below grade, and it turns out we needed to dig two stormwater detention ponds. We dug those ponds much deeper than they needed to be to simply mine them for good quality fill. 
We then dumped the poor quality fill in the base of those ponds where structural integrity of the soil didn't matter at all. Some people wonder how some cities have come to have so many high-rise buildings. When I think about, for example, Manhattan, almost the entire island is made of bedrock. You can easily support a 100-story building when you've got a stable rock base supporting the building. So rock can be your friend or your enemy, depending on what you're trying to do. Another developer friend of mine didn't do a thorough job looking below the surface for a residential subdivision. It's about an hour west of Toronto. Turns out he had too much bedrock, ended up spending a million two in additional site costs, drilling and blasting through the bedrock. He managed to save a little money by convincing the city to allow changes to the grading plan. So in reality, he would have spent even more if he hadn't got those savings. I see so many inexperienced developers making the naive choice to cut corners on the geotechnical survey. And this is one area where I always want to get that work done very early in the due diligence process. So as you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.